1: It's the Tour Report from Secret Golf, our podcast this week for the Hewlett Packard Enterprise Houston Open. I'm Diane Knox-Bayless and Sue Elkington is going to be here in just a second. Big week this week because the PGA Tour is in Houston and if you didn't already know that's Elk's hometown. So he's actually got One of the players staying with him, and he's going to be catching up with a few of them at his house a little bit later on um, this week as well. He'll go into all of that and tell you about it, and we'll be able to show you some of that over on our social media. The other thing is, we're going to be talking about Memorial Park Golf Course. It's a really interesting story behind this course, and um, Jim Crane from the Houston Astros putting money into this course a couple of years ago. It's not just benefited the tournament. I mean, it saved the tournament, but it's also really benefited the city of Houston, the park, and the people that want to play golf there. So we're going to go into all of that. We will give you our top stats, kind of handicap the field, and then present our top picks. We'll give you our outright favorites, ones to watch, and our dark horses. Now, because it's Houston, Elk, you're very busy this week. In fact, what are you doing right now?
0: I'm doing the, uh, the Houston Open Pro-Am uh, for Jim Crane, the owner of the Astros, who he redid the memorial course. He put a ton of money in for the, uh, for the city of Houston, redid this whole Memorial Park area. We have a brand new sponsor, Hewlett Packard, came in, so they've already got their name on the tournament. But Jim Crane was the guy that put all this back together, and we're doing a Pro-Am today River Oaks for that.
1: Because a couple of years ago, the Houston Open was in danger of becoming extinct. And Jim Crane, who uh, will be a little bit disappointed right now because of the Astros... Finish in the World Series. Probably uh, as disappointed as you are, as well, let's be honest. But you're right, he put all this money into Memorial Park Golf Course, which is a municipal course. I mean, they have over 60,000 people playing this course every year. And it's brilliant, not only for the PGA Tour to still have the Houston Open, but just for the city of Houston in general, you know, it's huge for them to have a tournament of this stature on this course.
0: Yeah, and Memorial Park is inner city course. So it's inside the loop. So it's everyone can access Memorial Park. It's all surrounded by tons and tons of land, people joggers, all that. Um, it's a very famous course. I mean, it's played tons of Houston Opens back in the day here. Uh, Tom Doak was uh, brought in to do this course. You know, it, it wasn't that well-received last year. It was very severe in places. I mean, guys like Phil Mickelson, some of the greatest chippers in the world, six chipped on one hole. I remember Pat Perez was staying with me. He five chipped and they had too much slope in a few of the greens. And they've softened some of the greens, but I had a long conversation with Jason Duffton last night and the course is not in very good shape. You mentioned 60,000 public rounds around this course. They kept it open for a long time, Diane, and the turf conditions are not very good. We're going to talk about what that's going to impact uh, our handicapping even of this week because a lot of these greens are pushed up in the air and when you miss the greens around it and turf's bad, you can't get the ball in the air. So it's very, it's going to be a very, you know, it's, a, it's changed everything. For me, Diane, doing my handicapping, haven't even shared any of my good info with you about that. who my picks are this week.
1: And with it being a municipal course, the, surely the greens are bigger than PGA Tour standard, but you hit the nail on the head, and that was the big takeaway from last year. And we kind of knew that heading into it, that one of the real characteristics of this course for the guys was going to be the fact there's all these drop-offs and these run-outs from the greens, which is going to make it really difficult. Actually, last year, we caught up with Bradley Hughes, who coaches a lot of PGA Tour players and he had walked the course and then talked to us. And he had said that it's a long course. I mean, it's over 7,400 yards. It's a bit of a bomber's course. However, he had said, you know, that accuracy getting your ball on the right side of the hole is pivotal because of these runoffs.
0: Yeah. I mean, the way Tour players think now, they're like, if I can hit over 70% of my greens and reg this week, I'm going to take 50% of the purse. I mean, they they already know, all the tour players that I spoke to yesterday, Diane, they already know what it's going to take to do well on this this event. You said that it's long. Yeah, it is long. There's two 500, there's two par fours that are over 500 yards. Was Pat Perez, who's staying with me this week, said a couple of times last year, he didn't hit great drives off the first hole or the 14th hole. He had five wood. Another player, Jason Duffner, said, you know, a lot of these second shots with long irons it doesn't appear like you can actually – it doesn't look like the ball will actually stay on that green up there. You know, you look it in there. It's got a lot of hills. I said, well, is it more hilly than Pinehurst? Because we know Pinehurst is famous for upside-down uh, cereal bowl greens. He said, oh, no, no, no. He said it's way more severe than Pinehurst. Oh. So, um, you know, this week – I mentioned it just a second ago um, – the turf's not very good. And when you have greens that are up in the air and your ball runs off, you can't get the club under it real easy. So it becomes more difficult to pitch. And I said, Well, how are you gonna do that? How are you gonna handle that? He said, Well, I'm gonna I'll use a technique where I'll get the, the heel of the club. We've talked about this in Secret Golf, and I'm gonna do the best I can. But he said one thing for sure: if you short side the if you short side yourself on the second shots, in other words, if if the pin is cut in the right side of the green and you miss on the right, it's over. You got no chance. Zero. So <clears throat> That starts to build some thing, things in my mind, Diane, who's patient enough to to play this course correctly. And we know uh, Carlos Ortiz won it last year. He was number one in scrambling. And he was middle of the road in greens and reg. But I think, you know, I've started to think about this course, Diane. I'm looking for guys that actually hit the ball onto the green, can keep it there. But they've got to be able to chip the ball when they miss. Otherwise, they're not going to win this event.
1: Yeah, I mean, that scrambling style is key. As you said, Carlos Ortiz was first in scrambling. He was um, fifth in longest drive of the week, ninth in greens in regulation. But the stats that I think are like really interesting to look at is the fact he was 57th in putts per greens in reg, which is really telling. And 76th in accuracy. And Bradley Houston said that to us last year, that off the tee, it's pretty wide open. That's why, you know, accuracy is not premium. But it's really going to benefit the guys that can whack it down there.
0: <laughs> whack it, indeed. Yeah, I think, um, you know, only 13 under won this tournament. We're so used to seeing tour players shoot 23, 24. So... 13-under is just, you know, that's like four under each day. So um, there was a lot of carnage last year in chipping. You know, the ninth hole particularly was one that was just awful, they said. And they've lowered that green and fixed it. But when I start to look at some of these players, I'm not going to give you the one that I think is going to win this week. But I have to link together, Diane, guys that um, hit greens. But when they do when they do hit greens, are they smart enough to hit it on the wide side? Are you patient enough, a tour player, to be able to play wide all week away from the short drop-offs? Because I've already said, everyone's told me already, oh, you can't get up and down if you miss it on the short side. Mm-hmm. So who's patient enough? Who will play the golf course out wide, take two or three under? It's not going to be – they're not going to sprint away and do 20 under. It's just two – the turf's not good enough to get that kind of scoring going. So I've got a few. I mean, uh these aren't my pick these aren't this is not my winner, but some JM is very high in two of those stats. He hits a lot of greens, he pitches the ball really well. He's he's been in good form already this season, but he you know, that style of player is one I'm looking at
1: okay right well we've given you our course breakdown so we are going to move on to our picks we're each going to give you our favorite our one to watch and then our dark horse elk remember the dark horse has to be over a hundred to one so if you're cheating me again
0: this I've week have got a beauty today i'm, I'm over 300 today i'm what? over 300 okay.
1: yep. Yep. right well it's all coming up on the tour report this week for the houston open get
2: in the game on the sd tour golf gaming app and play four ball it's a classic stroke play competition based on the aggregate scores of four players. Who makes your team? Well, pick four guys, one from each tier, based on the current world golf rankings. Want a tip? You need four guys to make the cut. Get in the game on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app, available on iOS in the App Store.
1: Well, this week, the PGA Tour is in Elk's hometown of Houston. Today, well, you're actually sitting in your car because you're playing in the Pro-Am. What course are you at today?
0: I'm at a, a course called River Oaks. It's a famous uh, course in right right down next to the tour site. And this is a lot of celebrities are here today, a lot of the baseball guys that are left over from the Astros season. Of course, the same logo, the Houston Astros is the same logo as the Houston Open. Same guy owns both. So, yeah, we're down here, you know, I'm... Um, this is payback, Diane, for all the all the free tickets I got to go to the Astros all year from Mr. Crane.
1: <laughs> that was the deal. That's a pretty sweet deal, let's be real. So sweet deal. Yeah, and um, you were just saying that Pat Perez is staying at your house. A lot of the secret golf guys are going to be at your house. You're going to have them over, catch up with them. So, I mean, it's a great week in general. You always look forward to this week, but they have a really good field playing too.
0: Yeah, the call, it, it looks good. I'm I think I'm going to go down there tomorrow pro am day and see, you know, people like your brother, you know, Patton Kazai is here, Brian Harmon's here, Chris Stroud's coming back from a, a long break. I'm going to I'm going to try to get down there tomorrow. I may play golf with Jason Duffner. He's not he played yesterday in the pro am. We may go play Champions Club, see Mr. Burke. So this, you know, it reminds me when I was on tour Dinah, don't miss these 4:30 wake up calls and trying to get yourself organized to play but I'm not missing anything other than just seeing the guys come through town.
1: Okay, right. Well... We've looked at the course, Memorial Park, with it being a municipal, a lot of traffic on this course, and um, we saw Carlos Ortiz win last year. You know, Dustin Johnson was right there, Hideki Matsuyama, so we are going to see the cream rise to the top and expect a lot from the big hitters this week, but we are going to give you our picks, and we're both going to start with our outright favourite to win. And you have been extremely coy with your picks so far this week. I have no idea who you're going for in any of the categories I want to go back to last week very quickly and just say that um, a lot of our picks were doing very well. We didn't have Hovland, but we did have Matt Wolf. we had Taylor Gooch, Aaron Wise. We had a lot of the guys that were really in the mix for a long time.
0: Yeah, and I had Abraham answer to a win outright, and Carlos Ortiz, two Mexicans that I thought would star really well. They both finished in the top 10. I think Ortiz, okay. I talked about bio-rhythm last week, if Ortiz plays this good at this time of the year, and he finished fourth last last week, I think, Diane in May of comes back here to defend this week. Nothing could be better than coming back to defend in a tournament when you're playing well. So Ortiz is in my mix, Diane, because just because he knows how to play this course. It was only 13-under that I talked about a minute ago, um, I think he'll do well this week. I've also got Matt Wolf on the board. You just spoke of his name. He's the kind of guy that smashes it off the tee, as you spoke of. Has a lot of spin, can play into these greens and hold them up on top. Mm-hmm. Always a question mark <clears throat> with Wolf with his chipping because he plays a kind of a loopy swing, and it takes a while to make that develop in the chipping. And that's been that's been his area so can Wolf play wide enough to play this course as well but Diane the number one putter on the tour and the best scrambler of all time is my guy Mark Leishman who's in town this week and I'm going to pick Leishman because he's kind of been you know flirting with a lot of things but this is perfect for him the course is not in good shape he grew up in Australian Warnable, lots of greens that are up like this is where he learned how to chip he cuts his grass at his house twice a day, Diane. You've heard you've seen these stories. The the grass is the same length as his paper. So that's he's not gonna be afraid of all the chipping. And I think Leash, I think Leash is gonna be Leash's week this week.
1: Oh, he's plus four thousand. So those are good odds for Leashman as well. I like that bold pick. As you say, putting is his forte. and you've always said that you could put him anywhere around the green and he's the guy that's gonna get up and down. So I like it, a strong favourite, good loyalty there. My favourite, it's not very exciting, I have to be honest. And you did mention him in the preamble, but I'm going with Sung J M as my outright winner. You know, good form coming off that win at the Shriners, then a top 10 finish at the CJ Cup in Vegas a week after. And the big thing for him are the stats this week. And We know how consistent he is anyway, but he's second in scrambling. Sixth in greens and reg on the tour. There's a question mark over his putting, though. So these are the two things that were making me go back and forth. 76th on the tour for putting average, and he finished 50th last year in this tournament. So there was no spark last year. Something didn't go well for him, and he's not putting great. However... We know that these greens are gonna be trickier this week. With that high greens and reg stat, I'm hoping that he's just gonna have a good proximity week and the party will be easy. So I'm having Sung JM at twenty-two to one as my outright favourite.
0: No, I, I think he has the best stats this week by mile. I mean, we haven't talked about Brooks Kepka, we haven't talked about a lot of guys, Tony Finnau. We're looking at stats. Some JM just won in Vegas. His putting was fantastic. I mean, he shot a million under out there, so everything's fine with some JM. I mean, I just didn't pick him because I probably knew you were going to do that. But he—it's uh, no. the up and down game. You know, this tournament this week, hardly, any, honestly, hardly anyone can win this event. This is a real wet, rare, rare week. It's kind of like, oh, it's not Augusta, but there's not everyone can win at Augusta because they don't quite have the skill set. Guys like Ben Crenshaw come to the top. Guys that putted well. Jose Maria olafable that pitched the ball, Seve Ballesteros. So we're kind of in that field this week because of the elevation we talked about and the turf is not very good. And what I mean by that, I've already said it, I'm going to say it again. You can't get the elevation out of a nasty turf. So it's better if you hit the green, but if you do, only the masters can really handle this turf conditions
1: okay and um, you mentioned Brooks Kepka. he actually worked with Tom Doak as a consultant on the redesign so he's been heavily involved it's no surprise that it's a bit of a bomber's paradise if Kepka was involved in the redesign and the renovation of this course he finished fifth last year Kepka's plus three thousand this week coming off a miscut in Mexico I think he he's a little bit of a danger this week in that he knows the course well I think when he comes off a miscut, that's when he's really got a chip on his shoulder. So, Kepka at 30-1, I mean, the, the stats aren't great for this season, but he hasn't played a lot this season. So, I think he's definitely one to watch.
0: I don't agree, but that's okay. I think Kepka's maybe under contract still to play this tournament. And he never plays good when his baby brother's playing with him in the field. And and I see his brother's playing this week. And I think he I think he uh, babysits him all week and he forgets about his game. But no, I'm not looking at Kepka this week, Diane. Only because I just don't think the motivation is heavy for him. Yes, he was involved in the design, but it's kind of a weird time of year for these star players to be here, superstar players. Uh, he'll have a lot of pride, and he played well here, as you noted, last last year. Hits it long off the tee, has tons of spin, kind of like Wolf. cuts and chips, good enough, won in Phoenix last year. Does, does everything he needs to, but I'm not looking at him this week, no.
1: Okay, the outright favourite is Sam Burns this week, and it's hard to really see past that. Why didn't you pick Burns as your favourite?
0: Well, Burns is sensational young player, and I think he'll be there. You know, he has everything on this sheet right here that says he's going to play well. But I just have a feeling about, you know, superior chippers. Okay. You're going to miss. You're not going to hit 70% of these greens. Every one of these guys is going to miss 40% of them. So over, over 36 holes, 50% is 36. They're going to miss 25 greens. The leader is going to miss 25 greens. How do you play the 25 greens you missed? Do you play them 25 over? Do you play them even? I just think the best chipper and putter they're all going to miss 30 greens. Lee spins the best in that category, and that's why I put him on top.
1: It's um, it's funny to think where Sam Burns was this time last year. Bearing in mind, since then he's had two wins at the Valspar and at the Sanderson Farms. I mean, he's cementing himself as one of the elite players on the PGA Tour. He's 16 to one. And this time last year at the Houston Open, he was a hundred to one. So it just shows how he's had this phenomenal year. And it's no surprise. He's at the top of a lot of people's boards this week.
0: Yeah, no doubt.
1: Okay. Well, we have two more picks each that we're going to go through on the tour report. One to watch, and then that all important dark horse pick this week for the Houston Open.
2: Play Money Grabber on the SG Tour. Instead of strokes, it's all about the cash. You pick a team of four players, one from each tier, and scoring is based on the money that your team wins. Your guys miss the cut? No problem. You're still in the game. The SG Tour Golf Gaming App, available on iOS in the App Store.
1: Well, this week it's off to Houston. As you can see behind me, Memorial Park golf course. Elk, it's great, you know, the PGA Tour being in your hometown. But to have a PGA Tour event on a municipal course that people can go out and play for like 40 bucks, it's phenomenal for the city.
0: Not everybody can play for 40 bucks. I think if you live in town, it's 40 bucks. But I think it's about 200 if you're coming from outside the loop, Diane. But that's okay. Uh, It's a great, yeah, it's a great, It's a great venue because it's in the middle of the city and it's awesome. And people go there by droves and droves and exercise and it's beautiful. And as you can see, all those hardwoods back there, it's the most gorgeous park you've ever seen. Awesome.
1: Well, we're moving on to our ones to watch this week. So I think we've each got a couple of picks. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go?
0: Uh, You go first.
1: Okay, right. Well, I've got two. And the first one I'm just going to touch on quickly because I was so big on him last week. I've said everything I could possibly say. And Taylor Gooch delivered again in Mayakoba. We tipped him as one of our favourites. Ended up finishing 11th, which was a little bit of a shame. He fell away a bit on Sunday. It was Hovland's tournament by a mile. But he is playing so well. 11th, 5th and 11th in his last three outings. And his stats are great. So 33 to 1. It's definitely worth watching, Taylor Gooch. But my guy this week um, finished 11th last year and he is plus 6,000. I am looking at Shane Lowry. I think that's a really good number. I think that Lowry likes these tougher courses. He likes the challenging conditions. I think the greens and the green areas are gonna suit his game. There's been a little bit of a question mark over his putting of late, but I mean, last year, that was the problem for sure. Um, And he still finished 11th. I think the fact that he's playing this week tells us something. You know, he obviously likes this course and the putting has improved greatly, especially since the Ryder Cup. And it's looking like his good stat right now. So I think looking at how he played last year, that end result, the one stat that wasn't working for him, the fact that that's come together... I'm looking at
0: Shane Lowry at 60-1. to one. That's a good pick. I mean, he grew up over, overseas, knows how to pitch the ball. You know, when you play a long golf course and you have two two holes, two par fours that are over 500 yards, it's easy to bogey both of them. So you're two over in your mind. I mean, no tour player thinks of himself as being two over, but you can easily bogey a 520-yard par four considering one of them is the first hole. So it yeah. could be... So so how do you play a really long course? You finish up hitting these longer irons, six, seven irons for these guys, you know, that's not that long, but you've got to, you know, you've got to hit them solid. So the greens in Regstat stat becomes really important. I was looking at two players this week, Brian Stewart, who hit, I think 75% of his fairways last week. He only finished 27th, which is a little bit, you know, not awesome considering you hit almost every fairway, but he's playing good. He's a young guy. I'm, I was looking at him as one of my players, but the other one that I'm looking at the most, this sort of falls in that Wills Alatoris, you know the guy, Mito Pereira. Yes. No, that's not it. Pereira. <laughs> uh, Mito Piera. Well, sir. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at Mito Piera this week because. Look, your pronunciations of players is way worse than mine, but that's okay. I I, I think um, that's fair. I'm looking at this young guy, Diane. We've got Carlos Ortiz um, last year, was able to play a really difficult course. He has shot over the moon since then. We just saw Lucas Herbert come out of nowhere in Bermuda. Uh, There's a big push, it seems, for some of these guys, Diane, to say, hey, I'm going to stake my claim. This kid is right out of tour school, right out of corn Ferry. He's already had a couple of good weeks, seventh in greens and reg. could he could he pull this off? He's my one to watch this week.
1: Yeah, 70 to one. Mito Pereira was the hot name coming off the Corn Ferry Tour, as you said, and top 10 finish right out of the gate at the Safeway, well, the Fortinet in Napa. And since then, I mean, 40th, or 30th, coming off a miscut, but it's almost like these guys have to kind of bed themselves into playing on the PGA Tour and getting into a little bit of a routine. And with all that expectation and starting his PGA Tour career so well, it... Of course it was going to fall a little bit. So maybe he's feeling a little bit more comfortable now. He deserves to be out there. This could be a good week for him, especially that Greens and Regs stat.
0: Well, I listen to the other tour players of who's who's good coming up. Hear it all the time. They're all telling me to watch out for this kid because he can hit it. So when you can hit it, then you can play a hard course. Some guys just can't play hard courses.
1: Okay. Right. We're We've got our dark horse picks and... You've told me that you're looking in the 300 to 1 region. So I'm going to start with mine because I'm really excited about my guy. He's 150 to 1, so he's well within that dark horse realm. And he just finished 15th at Mayakoba. Now, his stats are really good 18th at Greens and Regs, 33rd in Scrambling, which are two of the really important ones for this week. He's hitting it great off the tee. He's not one of the longest hitters, but. Looking at his stats them being that good, he played, you know, obviously last week in Mayakoba and in Bermuda the week before and they didn't have shot link there. So I don't think his stats are as good as they could be if they had included all the shot link data. So I think Denny McCarthy is flying under the radar this week and at 150 to one, I think he is a good dark horse.
0: That's a good dark horse, Diane, but I've got one that's even darker than that because my pick this week is 350 to one. And I'm going to tell you his name in just a second. But this, this, this kid, this young man, remember when Patrick Reed first burst on the scene and he went out and Monday qualified? I think he did it. It's like six Monday qualifiers in a row. Well, this player, he's qualified. I think I, I talked to Sam at like 5.30 this morning. This kid's local. He's, qualified, he's Monday qualified like five times in a row. He went to University of Lamar. He won five times over there in college. He holds a course record at the other Houston Open course at like 60. MJ Duffy is the local guy. He is going to be the next big thing that you had never heard about. And the reason I like him the most, Diane, is because this is like his home course. He lives here. He's always playing there. He got a spot this week given one by the tournament. didn't have the Monday spot, but MJ Duffy is the next big thing you've never heard about at 350 to one, Diane.
1: Okay. Um, Do you know, I was looking down our sheet and the only guy I could see that was 350 to one was Jim Herman. And I'm like, what kind of a case is Elk going to put forward for Jim Herman here? I like it. Mind you, he's Jim Herman's 13th Greens and Regs, so that stats gonna be in his favor this week. I like your pick. That is a completely under the radar pick.
0: Well, Stan, my son Stan went, you know, saw him in college a lot and they played a lot of golf. And he said, This guy, dad, never misses a sh- never miss hits the center of the club face. I mean, it's insane how good this guy hits the ball. He says, I cannot imagine this guy not being on tour. So this is we've talked about this all the time on our show. Who has the most to gain? M.J. Duffy certainly does this week because, let's face it, he he doesn't want to keep Monday qualifying. So a good finish here could propel him, and you know, get himself on tour. He's going to finish. He's going to be out there. It's just a matter when.
1: I'm guessing he's a tier D pick on the SG Tour app this week.
0: He certainly is, and I've already picked him in a, in, a, in a game or two. So I don't want to see it in there when I open your game. On-
1: my guy Denny McCarthy's tier C so that keeps D wide open but we do have some games running on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app this week so you have to go on there and pick your four ball team now the whole field is divided into four tiers based on their official world golf ranking and you pick one from each tier and then by the time Sunday rolls around the lowest aggregate score wins now Elk I know you've got two games open a $10 game and a $25 game and the Tour Payout it's always great because everyone wins a little
0: bit of money. Yeah, I didn't do good last week, Diane. I, I missed the cut in a couple of my players. Of course, you know, and everyone else needs to know that if you need four players to make the cut if you want to compete for the big cash. Uh, I had a terrible week. I even opened a moving day game on Saturday, and I think I finished last in that too. So I was way off uh, last week in Maycoba, in, uh, Diane.
1: Uh, Jay Kaplan, he actually, he texted me, he was so mad because he finished tied for first and then it goes to a playoff and he was like, how did I lose the playoff? <laughs> so he was mad.
0: We take the, we, just so that everyone knows in the playoff, we do it the way golf, we do it for golf. We go to the highest, handy, the, the hardest hole on the golf course and we see which what your team did on that on that hole and it's a very fair way to have a playoff.
1: Jay does a great write-up for us every week as well that you can uh, catch on all of our social media channels and on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app. We've got so much there. We'll be putting up more because Elk's hanging with the tour players and he is playing in the pro-am today. So you'll have to let us know how you get on.
0: I will do. I'm off, I'm off to go do something.
1: You're off to do something.
0: <laughs> Not sure what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something.
1: Well, what, before we go you played good last week, didn't you? Do you want to do you want to gloat about this a little bit?
0: No, I don't need to gloat about it. No, I was in Philadelphia and and I won the pro pro member with my my friend from Genius Golf, Chris Callmay. We we won that event up there and I was low pro, but you know as as my as Perez as Perez says, you're you're so ancient nobody cares, don't worry about it. So <laughs> all right well, well i am playing really well last night no, i am playing really well right now i got some new clubs and new Titleist uh, t100i that i am just so happy with so i'm feeling good about it
1: okay well hopefully it's a bit of a stripe show out there today elk thank you for all your picks and well we will be back next week with the tour report get in the game on the sg tour golf gaming app and hopefully your team does well for you <laughs>
2: Saturday is considered moving day and you can play along on the SG Tour. It's a one-day stroke play competition where you select a team of four players to shoot the lowest scores of the day. Will you make big moves? Download the SG Tour golf gaming app on iOS Now.